Hey church family, it's uh, nice to connect with you again. It's really lucky to be able to talk to you. So I want to start with a question. And the question is this, what's the biggest ask you've ever made in your life? I mean, what is the biggest thing you've ever asked for? Now, I'm really privileged because in my line of work, I actually get to ask often. Um, and sometimes I get to make huge asks. And so from that aspect, the biggest thing I've ever asked for um, probably was for U.S. government funding, PEPFAR funding for our AIDS clinic in East London. And, and I think that was like five and a half million. No, it was like, yeah, it was like five and a half million dollars or something crazy. And I, you can't believe the forms we had to fill in and the documents and just the hassle of an ask like that. But even that isn't the biggest ask I've ever made. When I think about it in terms of just, uh, I don't know, the fear that went into it or the, or the sheer audacity. Uh, it's, it's hard to describe, but you'll know what I'm saying when I tell you what it is. I think the biggest ask I've ever made in my life was when I asked Colleen to marry me. Hey, I was afraid, eh? I wanted to do it right. Uh, but, but I also didn't want to ask because what if she said no? Uh, fortunately, fortunately um, one of the differences I think between men and women and why guys usually end up doing the asking is because the women know already what you're going to ask. They do. And so, so they're ready. That's why I think it's not going to be a big thing the other way around ever, because men don't know. But, but I was just so scared. And, and <laughs> so we went to visit my parents for the weekend. And at the beginning of the weekend, I said to her, uh, just remind me, I've got something I need to ask you. Don't let me forget. I have to ask you before we go home, because I'm like setting myself a deadline. And to be honest, wasn't romantic, eh? It was in a street in Leidenburg called Voortrekker Street. And we went for this walk and, and I kept like, okay, when I get to that lamppost, I'm going to ask her. Yeah, now that I think about it, the fact that she actually said yes to me is, is amazing because I failed with that ask badly. But it was. It was the biggest thing I've ever asked for because it, it's had the most profound impact on my life. We've been talking about prayer, we started last week, and we're going to carry on talking about prayer. And, and this week I want to talk about one of the really biggest parts of prayer, and that's asking for things. And, and there's a lot of, lots that's said about this. And uh, people say, can I ask God for this? Should I ask God for that? What happens when I ask God something and, and He doesn't give it to me? What's that about? And so let's spend some time in this really, really important part of prayer, which is asking. Now, you, if you were with us last week, you'll remember we started by looking at the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus' disciples come to him and they say to him, Lord, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples. So clearly they, they knew that God was, that Jesus, there was something about Jesus' prayers and the way he prayed that made them know that their own prayer life wasn't what it, what it ought to be. 
And so they asked him. And, and then he, he gives this incredibly simple answer. He says this. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Now there's another place, that was from Luke chapter 11. There's another place where Jesus also uses the same prayer to teach about prayer. And he expands it a little bit. He adds a few more things in. But here's the important thing that you need to notice about this prayer, particularly when it comes to asking. Most of this prayer is about asking for things. Uh, and so, so clearly for Jesus, asking for things is, is a really, really important part of praying. I mean, more than half of this prayer is actually Jesus telling his disciples, when you pray, you must ask for things. But, but here's what's interesting. It's not only asking for things for yourself, but for others as well. You see, Jesus didn't say, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give me today my daily bread. He, he, he says, when you pray and you ask, give us, forgive us, lead us. And so the asking part of prayer, Jesus is saying very clearly, isn't just about asking for things for yourself. It's also about asking for things for other people. And if you're part of the life group um, study on this, you'll, you'll, you'll find out what you know, those two prayers have different kinds of names. And uh, when you ask for things for yourself and you ask for things for others, there's names that go with that, but we're not getting into big names here. We're just acknowledging that, that Jesus teaches us when we pray that we must and should ask for things. And you've noticed that he, he, he uses specific things you can ask for. He, he says to his disciples, you can ask for the things you, you need. You can ask for the things you need. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, today, every day. Now, what's amazing is that the Aramaic word for that daily bread um, isn't, it's not, it's not like, it's not a theological term. It actually is, um, it's a term that comes from shopping lists. And it's like your mom would say, hey, go and get the daily bread. In other words, go get fresh bread. So, so really Jesus is saying, ask for what you need. But, but don't, don't, be, don't be all falsely humble. Don't be all like, be honest. Lord, I need bread today. And if it's fresh, that'll be amazing. Thank you. So, so we can ask for needs, for our own needs, and for other people's needs. And then Jesus goes on to another thing that he's trying to teach us to ask for. So he says we can ask for physical stuff, and we should. We can also ask for and about spiritual things. So forgive us our sins. And Jesus is saying you, you can keep asking God to forgive your sins. Now theologically, we know that our sins are forgiven, all of them. But Jesus is telling us that when we pray, we must keep asking for forgiveness, not so that we can get it, but so that we can remember 
how important it is and how wonderful it is. And then he adds something in, Lord, forgive us like we forgive other people. Here's something really important, because later on I'm going to talk a little bit about how, how asking teaches us about God and how to pray. And this is one of those moments where Jesus is saying, hey, remember when you ask for forgiveness, you're going to ask God, but other people are going to be asking you for forgiveness. And so, so the same way you ask me for forgiveness, you must be willing to answer other people's requests for forgiveness. So we can ask for physical things, for physical needs. We can ask for spiritual things. And then we can, can ask for those, those things that aren't essential to survival, but are still important for our lives. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That's a bit from Luke and a bit from Mark. That's kind of one of those big prayers. Lord, let us live in a situation where we're okay. So me and my individual needs and the physical needs of the people around me, me and my internal life and my relationship with you, and then the world I live in, God. Help, help me not to, to live into this world in such a way that I do fall into temptation. Not just me, us. Deliver us from evil. Let us live in a good, safe, beautiful world where we are protected both physically and spiritually. So asking for protection is something you can do to, with God. You see, because I want to remind you that this asking isn't about us asking from a shopping list. This isn't us going into... Okay, I, was, I nearly said going into shop. Probably you don't even remember what that is. Going online and looking at all those different possibilities. Go, I want that, I want that. See, that's also asking. But, but prayer isn't that kind of asking. It's a different kind of asking. It's, it's a child asking their father to give them what they need to live their lives. And so asking is an essential part of prayer. In fact, if we don't ask, then I think there's something wrong with our, our relationship with God because we don't understand that there is a God who gives, who wants to give. But asking is also deeply problematic. And it's problematic for a whole lot of reasons. I think one of the biggest reasons for us is that we do live in a consumer society. We live in a society where, where most of what we have, we just have to use up. And, and, and we, we don't just live in a consumer society, but we also live in an individualistic society. Remember when COVID hit and we all bought lots of toilet paper? Well, some people did. Remember when, when it first started and, and, and the shop shelves were emptied? What was going on there? People were going, I'm going to go and ask for stuff for me. And too bad for everyone else. And so, so we really have a problem with asking when it comes to prayer because of the kind of world we live in and, and how much we want stuff for ourselves and actually more than we need. 
much more than we need. And so the norm for us isn't our daily bread. The norm for us is a, is a pantry full of things. We also have a problem with asking because we live in a world that is used to instant gratification. We, we ask for something and we get it. And when we don't get it, we think that somehow we've been cheated. And so the truth is, asking is weird for us in prayer because often we, we fundamentally go against who God is in our asking. But it's not just society that makes asking problematic for us in prayer. It's also the Bible. Because Jesus says something weird in Matthew 15 verse 7, and understand Jacques is going to be preaching more about this, so I don't want to steal too much of his thunder, but it says this, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Oh, you see, because... You know, when we ask something for God and then we know that verse is there and when we don't get it, we're like, oh, what's wrong? Are my prayers not working? Is my prayer broken? Am I asking wrong? Because I'm not getting what I'm asking for. Because Jesus, it says there, whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So here's some truths about asking in that context of that verse. It's not about the fact that you're not asking with the right words, that you somehow haven't used the right formula and you haven't said it properly. You see, if, if that was the case, then God would not be a father. He would be a cruel master. And, and, and until we figured out the secret, we wouldn't get what we asked for. The truth is I've often asked for things in, in not very religious ways and I've ended up getting them. So it's not about some technique. It's not about some fancy ritual. It's not even about having a lot or a little bit of faith. It's about our relationship with God. You see, that verse has two parts to it. The first part is this. It's the qualifying part of that verse. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. What is Jesus saying there? He's saying this. That prayer and our whole life is about getting deeper and deeper into a relationship with God. The first reason for prayer isn't to get God to do things for us or to, to fix the world or even to ask God to look after our friends. The first reason for prayer is to talk to God and to have him talk to us, our dad. And, and as that happens, as we have that conversation, we grow to become more like our dad. And the more we become like our dad, the more we abide in him, the more we understand who he is. And the more we are able to ask whatever we wish. 
because the wishes we have are lined up with who our Father is. So they're not our selfish wishes. They're not our superficial wishes that are just made on our analysis of the world. They, they become God's thoughts. Now, this isn't God being manipulative. This is God being a, the best father in the whole world who wants his kids to live the best kind of life there is, not just as individuals, but as a, as a family. And so he's, it's about him teaching us not to be selfish. It's about, us, about him teaching us that we don't actually know what the consequences are of everything we ask for. It's about us learning to know that we have a good, good father. See, here's the, here's the great thing about asking God for anything. is He knows our heart. He, he knows what's going on inside us. So, so we can't pretend to be asking selflessly when we're not. We can't pretend to be, to be being good Christians when we're not. He knows. And sometimes he doesn't answer so that we can know we're not being selfish. Because genuine, I've prayed prayers before that I'm completely convinced are not selfish. And, and genuinely aren't. But somewhere inside of me, there's something God needs me to learn because he loves me and so he doesn't answer. Or he answers no. Not because he's, because I asked wrong or because I shouldn't ask, but because he's a good father. And he wants me to know him and learn to abide in him. We're going to talk more about when God doesn't answer our prayers. That's coming. But this is what I love about asking. Is that the more we ask, and the more we grapple with what we do get when we ask and we don't get, the more we learn to abide in Jesus and to become more like him and learn about him and celebrate the goodness, not just of what we get when, when he says yes, but also his goodness of what we don't get when he says no. Because when we pray, we are talking to our Father who wants us to become more like him. And so when we ask, carry on asking, never stop. But know this, that you don't have to be muted in your prayer when it comes to asking. Unmute yourself. But learn and listen. And when he says yes, be grateful. And when he says no, be grateful. Because he's teaching us how to be like him. I'm looking forward to us exploring more about prayer. I'm looking forward to us discovering more about what it means to be people who pray in ways that change the world.